In season one of the sitcom podcast, Non-Denominational, we were introduced to a few crazy characters. There's Pastor Jamie Lowell Day-Smithick, the co-leader of the Society of the Children of the Natural Earth, aka Scone, who's a happy-go-lucky hippie. I used to run NAA, back when I was doing volunteer work in France. Back then it was all baguettes and deep red wine, well, no wine for the alcoholics. Wait, you're an alcoholic? You can only run the AA meetings if you're a recovering alcoholic. I wasn't a addicted to alcohol, but someone had to fill the position. Unfortunately, I was stationed to volunteer in a small French town. Oh, where? Paris. Paris isn't small. <sighs> oh, it felt small. Liturgical minister Elijah Moses Corinthian, the other co-leader of Scone, is more timid, hates confrontation, and it's pretty clean cut. I don't like confrontation. It's hard for me to talk when I'm accused like this, so I'm just gonna sing it. Yes! Liv, what's happening? I heard he's, uh, I heard he has a bomb-sized man in the belt area. I... No, Elijah, he has a bomb strapped to him. He does, but where? I don't want to look at him. He's naked. After problems with their old secretary, who kind of stole 53K, Pastor Jamie and Elijah hire a new secretary, Liv Parker, who has a bit of a secret. Well, actually, I'm an atheist. I'm sorry, everyone. I was just trying to put on some music during my break. Pastor and Elijah try and install faith into Liv, although it kinda goes south. Liv! Hurry! Liv, come quick! What's going on? Carol Ann has fallen over! Oh my gosh, she sprawled out like a fish out of water. Is she responsive? No, I, I don't I don't think so. We're going to have to pray to God. All of us. We need to call 911. But I think if we pray, and maybe even sing, Carol Ann will come back to life. You two! How could you do that to me? Well, we were just trying to incite some faith into you. But Liv kinda needs this job, so she forgives Pastor and Elijah pretty quickly. The other employees at Scone include the sassy part-time witty gay employee, Jonathan. Oh, hey, Jonathan. Only two hours late this morning. I had to stop and get iced coffee, which, as you know, is part of my rights as a gay male. Yes, your ancestors died so that you could get iced coffee. Um, hi, Peter. Um, do you need anyone to... Turn that sheet music for you? Oh, hey, Johnny. That's super nice, but Liv already volunteered for me. Sweet girl. You have the elders and the loving volunteer, Carol Ann, who gets shafted a lot of the time. Oh, it's so good to meet you. Do you need help? These boxes look heavy. It's okay, Liv. It's important that Carol Ann handles these projects alone. Y yes. <coughs> the church... It keeps me young. And you kind of can't forget the self-declared volunteer and kind of antagonist Marcy, who's obnoxious and definitely an instigator. This is Marcy, and she's the head choir liaison. I mean, I run the choir, but she- Charmed to meet you, Olivia. Um, I go by Liv. Fun fact, I was in the band Marcy Playground. The band was actually named after me. Isn't that the one-hit wonder band with the song Sex and Candy? Yes. What did you do? The tambourine? I was the second lead singer. I didn't know the band had a second lead singer. Neither did we, but she's credited on Wikipedia as being the second lead singer. Can't anyone edit Wikipedia? I came by to submit a list of names for people who I can see doing drugs, who I think are doing drugs, and who I know are doing drugs. There's like 300 people on this list. That's like the whole church. <laughs> Liv, you'll notice that you're in the I know you do drugs list. 
Wow, for the first time, Marcy's right. Don't get cocky, Jonathan. You're in the I know you do drugs list as well. Don't get cocky. <laughs> I'm always cocky. There's a ton of parishioners, including Gladys, a scamming, trifling busybody, and her on and off again fling, Garfield, a kooky, spaced out war veteran. Where the hell are my oysters? As someone with an oyster, I don't think you deserve it. I meant the appetizer, not your... I know! I was being facetious! Is this because I accidentally killed your cat? I thought it was a skunk. No! This is about what you did at the Scones meeting! I only grabbed Denise by her breast because I was falling over! There's also Agnes, a very stoic and snappy older woman who's the president of the Scones, Scones Club for the Elderly. Mm, our money raised will be going to our favorite charity, the Sisters of the Appalachian Mountains. Now, the charity is a group of sisters who do work in the Appalachian Mountains. Kids Annabelle and Ricky are in the choir and able to solve mysteries with their unofficial junior detective league. I've called you into the office today because there's been rumors of something strange going on. What do you mean, Annabelle? Well, I've heard people saying there might be something living in the church. You mean Benny? No, not Benny, like something else. One of the witch's chickens has gone missing, and you've heard the weird howling, haven't you? I thought that was just Garfield in the bathroom. Teenager Chet is usually in trouble with the church and making up service hours with his best friend Axel. Listen, do I mess with things around Scone? Yes. yes. And have I done it occasionally? Yes. yes. Exactly. But I've always owned up to my own tomfoolery. And of course, Pastor Wyatt, who runs the rival church Deerfield and has a crush on Pastor Jamie. Although Pastor Jamie thinks Wyatt's the most annoying person ever. Why, Pastor Jamie, you haven't said a thing this whole date. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. That's because I'm fuming like the bush god set fire to. Oh, Lord, well, I don't want to hear about your bush talk. It's the first date after all, Pastor Jamie. Last season, Scone was reeling after the old secretary Sharon stole 53K and various office supplies. They set up a variety of fundraisers, which all failed. Guys, we raised $3,000 tonight. Um, actually, um, oh, how do I say this? I just got the invoice for the stage, like while I was on stage, actually, in an email. I mean, all right, well, how much is the stage? $2,900. Well, that performance left a bit to be desired, but that stage did look lovely. So we only made $100. What about the church softball? Didn't that raise money? Or what about when we had that old person awareness dinner benefit thing? Didn't we charge people for dinner? Well, no. Both of those actually caused us to spend more money than raise. Mm, but the Halloween event must have raised money, especially with everyone's hard work. Is that sarcastic, Agnes? No, I was sincere. I'm sorry. Everything I say sounds sarcastic. I know. Nope. No one visited the Halloween set due to the Junior Detective Club, which isn't an official club, I might add. So just to clarify, nothing we have done has actually made us any money. Oh. And since we're spending money to make money, well, we better make some money because all we do is spend money. I think what the pastor is saying is that money's not important in the grand scheme of things. Actually, that's not at all what I'm saying. Their last bet was hosting La Carnaval in the parking lot. The time came to see how much they raised. And finally, a familiar old face showed up at Scone. Let's see how much we've made. We made 
$340. Are we missing a fourth digit? And maybe a fifth digit, too? Oh, good point. Nope. Uh, it's spelled out as $340. What the hell happened? Who the hell is that? Liv, this is the old receptionist we had before you. It's Sharon. She stole over $50,000 from the church oh and God. all of the miscellaneous office supplies. And my great-grandmother's golden stapler. It wasn't 50000 It was 53 I see that in my time you guys haven't gotten around to getting sh** done around here. Well, Sharon, getting sh** done wrong is what we do best. Welcome back to Scone. Tune into non-denominational sitcom podcast on August 11th, 2020 for the five-episode drop of season two.